and welcome to Fresh Fusion, a weekly show where we discuss the business, the art, the ethics of content creation on the open web. My name is Jared White, and this is episode 95. Those memes are not for me. Countdown to 100! Woo! Woo, woo, woo! <laughs> yes, my friends, uh, we are at episode 95 of Fresh Fusion. Just a few episodes left to go to get to that magical number of 100, at which point I will truly at last feel like this is a real podcast. <laughs> I kid, I kid. But um, no, actually, uh, a long, long time ago, years ago now, I had this idea in my mind that once I got to 100 episodes, I could contact other very uh, well-known podcasts in the field of computer technology and tell them, hey, I've recorded 100 episodes of a podcast. I'm I'm ready to come aboard your show. Uh, But the funny thing is now I don't have any interest in doing that. I'm happy running my own podcast. And in fact, drum roll, please. I've actually just launched another podcast. (laughs) That's right, folks. Uh, There's a new podcast out called Just a Spec. And I'm recording it with my good friend Ayush. And it's all about uh, web specifications, web technologies, uh, the, the history of the internet, Uh, how the internet works, peeking under the hood, all that good stuff. So it's much more technical than Fresh Fusion, uh, but there's definitely overlap in in some of the topics. I'm sure there will be episodes of Just a Spec that may appeal to you, dear listener, and perhaps vice versa. So lots of synergy there, which is good. Uh, If you're familiar with my work over at the Spicy Web blog and in the Spicy Web Discord, where we talk about web development Uh, This show is much along those lines as well. So, uh, yeah, uh, I encourage you to check it out, justaspec.show, and that's spec, S-P-E-C. Justaspec.show. We're also at justaspec at intuitivefuture.com in the Fediverse. All right, with that down and out of the way, my initial thoughts on Blue Sky. I've been using Blue Sky I'm using the app. I'm on the platform. You can find me there if you search for Jared White. And I have some thoughts. Now, let me preface my thoughts here because I don't want you to misunderstand me. Uh, The last episode, episode 94 of Fresh Fusion, I talked about how I was welcoming of Blue Sky and the at protocol. Uh, the more decentralized social networking protocols, the better. Let's, Let's have a a veritable cornucopia of decentralized, seemingly open, uh, sure, that's debatable, but seemingly open protocols that that we can use instead of being stuck with these corporate media silos, instead of being stuck in the hellscape that is Meta or Twitter, etc. So yeah, so I welcome Blue Sky on those grounds. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean I personally want to use Blue Sky or would encourage other folks to use Blue Sky. That remains to be seen. And now that I've been on Blue Sky for a little bit, I have some initial thoughts. And I'm going to admit, a lot of my initial thoughts are (laughs) uh, rather on the negative side. 
So I'll try to point out a couple of things I might like. But uh, yeah, if you're expecting this to be a glowing review of Blue Sky as it exists today, uh, that's not what you're going to (laughs) get. So right off the bat, something that really bothered me almost from the moment I joined and I started looking around. There's this sort of performative aspect of social media. And this has been talked about much for for many, many years. Uh, The sort of of influencer culture that you see on Instagram and on Twitter and on TikTok. The sort of sense that everyone is, is... has sort of constructed this this persona around themselves and is trying to appear cooler than they are, really, and trying to appear more of a celebrity (laughs) than they actually are. Uh, It's just this very performative sort of stance. And I really did not like that on Twitter, you know, it... And, and it, it, it shows up in areas you might not expect. So, for example, if you're not familiar with the world of web development, you might think, well, surely, you know, people are into web development talking on Twitter. It's going to be very nerdy. It's going to be just a bunch of geeks hanging out. But no, my friends, no. <laughs> I, I kept finding more and more that, like, there'd be some account that I'd see, you know, retweeted or or somehow shared or show up in the algorithm or whatever on Twitter. And it's like the top 10 ways to accelerate your web development career. And you'd look and it's like somebody with 30,000 followers. <laughs> and it's like, they've, they've never done anything. They, ha- they have nothing original to say. It's just this weird, like, cheesy marketing thing. And they've somehow managed to game the system enough to get like tens of thousands of followers. And, and they have no expertise. They have no real credentials. They have no history working within actual developer communities, getting actual developer tasks done and completed and out the door and making their clients and customers happy. It's it's just this, it's just, it's kind of a grift, really. (laughs) And all all these grift accounts out there on Twitter was really starting to rub me the wrong way. And I started to see that on the, on a website called The Practical Dev or dev.2, I ended up having to leave dev because like for every single real technical article about a real topic written by someone who actually knows what they're talking about, there'd be like 20 like, here's how you set up a blog with Gatsby and (laughs) using Tailwind to build your dashboard UI and just this really bad, low quality stuff, right? So even though it was painful leaving Twitter for some different reasons. Something I've really come to appreciate using Mastodon, being in the Fediverse, at least in the circles that I've aligned with there, like there's a lot of really smart people doing a lot of good work and and producing good quality content, leveraging their history and their expertise. (laughs) They're real people, there's nothing performative. They are who they are. They're talking the way they talk. They're sharing what they know. They're helping others. It's really like the early days of the blogosphere, I feel like. And if you were never there in those early days of the blogosphere, uh, you don't know what you're missing because there was just this amazing explosion of knowledge sharing and camaraderie, you know, in in, say the early 2000s. All these folks putting up blogs about lots of different topics and talking about things 
that they really know how to talk about. And, and, and this sort of sense that like, you know, 95% of everything you read is bullshit. Like th- that's kind of what we've come to expect now from the internet and social media. Like you just got to assume most stuff is garbage, but it wasn't like that back then. There was a lot of good stuff, a lot of good stuff. And I feel that again in the Fediverse. I feel that sense of, again, of like, wow, there's all these artists, there's all these creators, there's all these nerds, sure. (laughs) Like, this is great. These are my people. I'm so excited. I did not get that experience on Blue Sky. (laughs) Ah. All the shit posts, all the memes, all the performative social engagement. It, it, it really gave me flashbacks to my Twitter days and not in a good way. Not in a good way. Um, and I think there's some technical reasons for this. You know, it, it, it's hard to say what the culture of Blue Sky will ultimately become because it's such early days and it's just invite only. And I only got on because a friend of mine sent me an invite code, you know. So, like, it's a little bit weird in general, like, what Blue Sky is because it's, it's not a real open public social network the way that, you know, any of the public Mastodon instances and, and other Fediverse software out there like CalKey or PixelFed. Like, it's, none of, it's not like any of those right now. Um, but I think there's some technical choices why this is happening. Um, and and here, here's my opinion. Here's my opinion. The technical choice for Blue Sky to provide you with the quote posting feature you know, the, the an allegory to quote tweets. Uh, I guess they're called quote skeets. We're skeeting on Blue Sky. It's all skeets and skeeting. <laughs> and people are complaining about toots. <laughs> toots are great. I love toots. Um, but yeah, every there, everyone there is quote skeeting. And, and there's just like all these threads of like someone says some dumb, weird funny, whatever, meme sort of thing, and then someone quotes them, and then someone quotes them, and there's all these threads of quotes that I find extremely annoying, because I always feel like I'm I'm seeing, like, the, the 30th level of the conversation down, and, like, by the time I get all the way up to the top of the whatever the thread was, I'm like, wow, I just wasted my time. None, nothing here was informative or interesting. It's just dumb stuff. Uh, and like that's the kind of stuff that I I pers- purposefully have avoided ever joining TikTok because of right because like like even if there's good content on TikTok, I don't want to spend an hour wading through just a sea of garbage and like so much stuff on TikTok is garbage, and I know this because I see a fair amount of TikTok content that gets reshared elsewhere, and presumably that's the better stuff, right? Like people are taking the time to reshare content from TikTok and other places like Reddit or whatever. And that's presumably the better stuff. And I almost always hate it. I always hate it. <laughs> I start to watch it and I'm and then I catch myself and I realize, why am I watching this content someone shared from TikTok when I already know I'm not going to like it? And I almost always don't. It's just not for me. It's not for me. I, that kind of content does not interest me. I watch almost no YouTube shorts for the same reason. Like, the level of 
informative, interesting, or even genuinely humorous content I could get from a YouTube short, I could get from watching real videos by like people who are really knowing what they're talking about and really engaging with interesting people. <laughs> right? Like, I'd much rather watch, you know, 15 minutes uh, real video from the John Campia show about some movie thing than to watch, you know, a 30 second short about somebody's like, can you believe what was in Guardians of the Galaxy 3? <laughs> like, I don't care about that. Uh, so yeah, so Blue Sky is just like all these threads of quote posts about stuff that almost always seems really dumb. <laughs> it's just a waste of my time. Meanwhile, talking about technical choices here, where are the hashtags? Where are the hashtags? There are no hashtags. How in the name of all that is holy can you launch a modern social text-based primarily network in the year 2023 and not have robust support for hashtags? I mean, I was dinging Mastodon for this a while back because it took them a long time to even let you follow hashtags. Like you could use hashtags and then search for them, but you couldn't follow them. And it made it really hard to discover cool stuff. It made it hard to promote yourself, especially posting things like photos or whatever. Like if you wanted to post a photo and use hashtag Portland, okay, but nobody's going to find that because people aren't following the hashtag Portland. They'd have to search for the hashtag Portland to find that. So if they're not following you, good luck, right? But now, and I forget when they added this. I, I feel like it was maybe mid to late last year, kind of around the time there was the mass exodus from folks on Twitter to, to Mastodon instances. So it was like good timing. But yeah, finally, we could follow hashtags. And I follow a ton of hashtags. And I swear, so much great content on Mastodon and the Fediverse. So much great content I've discovered through hashtags. Like I follow everything from hashtag CSS to hashtag Portland to hashtag uh, synthwave, synthwave for synthwave music. Like I follow a ton of hashtags and all this great content gets drip fed into my feed. The stuff I want to see. You don't need an algorithm for this, folks. I don't need the algorithm to tell me, hey, you might like this photo of Portland. I can just follow the hashtag. Just follow the hashtag and you don't need an algorithm. You'll see all the stuff that people are putting out there. None of that's on Blue Sky. I could post a million photos right now on Blue Sky about Portland. And not a single person who's interested in seeing photos of Portland on Blue Sky is going to see any of that stuff necessarily. It's really dumb. So... I know there's been a bunch of folks clamoring for quote posts, quote toots, whatever, on Mastodon. They, they miss being able to do that. You know, just, just simply boosting something or just posting, a, a, you know, a standalone toot with a link to something. You know, pe some people feel like that's not adequate. Now that I'm seeing what's happening on Blue Sky, I've really come around on this to say, like, I don't think I want it. I don't think I want quote toots. <laughs> because, like, of the two things that can help discovery, quote tooting or uh, using hashtags and following hashtags, the hashtag stuff's way better. I mean, way better.
it, it's night and day, in my opinion. <laughs> if Blue Sky didn't support, quote, skeets, <laughs> but did support all the hashtag stuff and you could follow hashtags, I feel like the culture would just inevitably be quite different and most likely would be way more interesting to me. Yeah, so so that's a whole thing. And that that alone, like, sure, maybe they'll add all the hashtag support down the road. Uh, you know, they probably will, right? Like, that's probably just you know, an oversight or something they haven't gone around to yet or whatever. But see, you know, I, I tell folks this when, when we talk about web development, and it really holds true in, in a lot of areas. Like, you can't just use a thing by evaluating what it is now. Like, you can't just look at a piece of technology right now and just evaluate that and decide if you like that technology or not. You also have to evaluate the people who run it. You have to evaluate the people who've designed it. You have to look at their track record. You have to see the whole set of decisions they've made over time and what you think the trajectory of their decisions will be in the future. Right? Because if you're going to buy into a technology, you know, especially if you're a developer, like if you're going to use some framework for the next several years to build your application with, you got to really trust the people behind that framework. Because if tomorrow, like out of left field, they come up with all these goofy new ideas for what the framework should do and take it off in some new direction, like what are you going to do about it? Right? <laughs> <laughs> They're the folks running the framework. If they decide to go off in some weird new direction, you're kind of out of luck. You know, if it's open source, you can always fork it. You can stay on an older version, whatever. But, you know, it's a pain in the butt. Decentralized social networking is the same way, right? Like, like if I join a Mastodon instance and I get really behind Mastodon uh, and I tell folks to, to, you know, join a Mastodon instance... I have to be pretty confident in the folks developing Mastodon and running Mastodon and promoting Mastodon. And I feel like over the last several years, <laughs> you know, Mastodon has proven itself, right? Last time I was on Mastodon back in like 2018, 2019, and I ended up leaving, it was much less proven. It was much less uh, obvious that this would work out, right? I had a lot of doubts. Uh, at the end of my my stint there, and I ended up leaving and going back to Twitter because of that. But this time feels real different. Mastodon has a lot of momentum. There's a lot of great stuff happening in this space, and there are also other competing uh, you know platforms out there in the Fediverse. So you don't even have to use Mastodon at all if you don't want to. There are there are forks of Mastodon with different feature sets. So you can look at these different projects, and you know. Pick the project, pick the instance, whatever, that you trust. Like, you trust the instincts of the people behind this stuff. You trust the decision-making that they are engaging in on an ongoing basis. And then there's Blue Sky. <laughs> so far, now that I'm there, using it, seeing what the culture is like so far, seeing the kind of technical decisions they're making, I don't trust this. I, I don't trust this. I don't trust a platform that prioritizes quote skeets and has no support for hashtags. Like, that's just such a weird set of decisions to make at this point. Such a weird set of decisions to make. And it, 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 that kind of alone is, is causes me to just not want to be a part of that. <laughs> like, 
like, if Blue Sky was absolutely perfect in every other way, except this one problem, that's, I think, enough for me to say, sorry, not for me. <laughs> but there's more. <laughs> they just recently announced that they are providing a starter kit so folks can experiment with implementing their own custom algorithms. Yes, folks, you can create an algorithm. You can create an algorithm. You can create an algorithm. We can all spend lots of time creating algorithms because clearly what social networks need are algorithms and lots of them. Nah. Nah. I don't need an algorithm. Mastodon works great for me today without any algorithm. <laughs> Would I like some extra filtering options? Like, hey, show me the last 10 posts from this select group of people so I don't miss things that they post when I haven't been checking the network for a few hours and blah, blah, blah. Because, like, with reverse cron, you know, folks in different time zones or whatever, like, stuff can get lost sometimes. And maybe you want to surface some older stuff when you log in so you don't miss something. Would I like something like that? Sure. I can't think of anything else I want. I certainly don't want a popularity contest. Oh, only show me the posts that have gotten at least 100 likes or whatever. Ew. No way. Popularity contests suck in general. They just suck. And they suck even worse in a social network. As soon as there's any whiff, even the slightest whiff, that a social network can be gamed because it, it prioritizes some sense of popularity, whatever that is, whatever the metric is for, oh, this is popular stuff. As soon as there's anything like that, that's all anyone cares about. They don't care about the quality of their work. They don't care about the accuracy of their work. They don't care about producing stuff that's intentionally unpopular. Because listen, folks, sometimes good art is actually not popular. I'm going to say this again because I feel like this sometimes gets lost on people. Sometimes good art is not popular. Shocker, I know, right? Like we've all gotten used to the sense of like, oh, a movie's only good if it makes a bazillion dollars. A movie's only good if it gets, you know, Certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. A movie's only good if, you know, like all these metrics we have for gauging like the popularity of a thing. And sometimes that's true. Like, you know, if a new Marvel movie comes out and most people hate it, maybe there's some good reasons for that. Maybe there's some reasons it wasn't as popular as, you know, the Avengers or something. But in many, many arenas around the world, in various genres, in various disciplines, good stuff isn't always popular. Sometimes it's unpopular. Sometimes good art takes a long time to gain the respect of peers and to gain the appreciation of the masses. There's plenty of stories in the past of artists who were not appreciated in their time. You know, from Bach to Van Gogh to all these different people, right? Like, they produce this stuff, they put it out in the world, and they don't even see, they don't even see the full culmination of their popularity uh, before they die. Like, they die thinking they've largely failed in their mission to, to wow the world with their artistic prowess or whatever. 
So I get real nervous. I get real twitchy when folks start talking about algorithms because all I can think of is we're right back where we started, folks. We're right back to gaming the system and performative meme-based content creation. (sighs) Maybe those memes aren't for me. Maybe those memes just are not for me. Maybe all the memes on Blue Sky are for other people. Maybe other people will appreciate all the shit posts and the memes and the whatever, and they want to get the algorithms going so they can service the most popular content. What's hot? What's cool? Maybe some folks want all that. I don't. I don't want any of it. Uh, There was a recent episode of the ATP show, Accidental Tech Podcast, where one of the co-hosts, Marco Arment, uh, was talking about Blue Sky, and he's kind of comparing it to an experience he had as a a nerdy preteen boy uh, because of some issue with, uh, like, how much space was on different busts or whatever. I think, what did he say? I think he was part of a marching band, and they were trying to go to some event. And they ran out of room in the buses that were going to transport the the marching band and other folks. So so he and a couple other boys had to ride on the back of the cheerleader bus. They were there with a bunch of teenage girls or you know preteen or maybe early teen girls who were all cheerleaders. And Marco was saying, now you might think like this is actually great. Like, whoa, (laughs) he gets to hang out with the cheerleaders. But no, it was terrible. It was super awkward. Like they they were totally out of their element. All the cheerleaders ignored them. They're just doing their cheerleader thing and talking about their cheerleader stuff. And he just felt like this super nerdy, awkward boy that didn't know what to say. So he didn't say anything. And it was a miserable ride to the event. (laughs) And he said, being on Blue Sky is kind of like that. Like you go there and you realize like, oh, (laughs) I'm I'm the weird nerd and here's where all the cool people are and I don't I don't even know where to start. <laughs> um so yeah, maybe there's a bit of that. Maybe I'm just too nerdy and too hipster and too Portland and too whatever to feel at home on Blue Sky right now, but uh yeah, uh, the culture there just doesn't seem like it's for me, so I doubt I will actively engage there. Uh, at least for now, you know, I'm still going to be on the platform. I'm still going to post every once in a while. I'm st- still going to pull up the app every now and then. I'm not I'm not going to fully abandon it and quit because I, I am very curious to see where this all goes. But, you know, in the sort of broader sense of like, oh, my God, is Blue Sky going to take over and push Mastodon aside? And this is the death of Mastodon. Not even remotely true. <laughs> Not even close. If you've been hearing this sort of rhetoric, put it out of your mind. It's it's just silly. It's just silly. I think the culture that that we collectively have been uh, creating and promoting through the Fediverse is transformative. It's amazing. It has changed my life. I'm not going to exaggerate here. This is really true. It has changed my life. It has given me a newfound appreciation for the open web, for the internet, uh, I'm as pumped as I've ever been about about writing and making content and putting podcasts out there and all kinds of fun stuff. Uh, and and I, I thank the Fediverse for this. And uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm very content with with where I am and what I've been doing. 
and the folks I've been fortunate enough to connect with. And uh, yeah, so yeah, so those are my initial thoughts on Blue Sky. I, I honestly thought I would be more excited once I was on there. I, I really was trying to expect the best. I, I was not going in there with a sour attitude. I, I really wanted to be like, oh, wow, this is pretty cool. This is pretty neat stuff. And was uh, surprisingly disappointed. So so that's my experience. Your mileage may vary, of course. So I still encourage you to, to see if you can snag an invite code at some point and check it out for yourself. Uh, you may feel differently. Uh, but those are my thoughts. All right, folks. That's it for another episode of Fresh Fusion. As always, you can find me at jaredwhite.com and listen to previous episodes of Fresh Fusion at jaredwhite.com slash podcast. And of course, I'm in the Fediverse. I'm on Mastodon. I'm indieweb.social at jaredwhite. So thanks for tuning in. And until next time, bye-bye.